A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. April 22, 2021. Jelly Beans. Freeland. Pride in Cheating. A bank-robbing folk hero, and the queen of erotic dancers. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily podcast. Or, it might be part of a double-blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, please continue to listen anyway so that our data gathering is not compromised. Hi. And hello. How are you? I am fantastic. Really? No, but I'm doing pretty good. Well, the weather has sure improved. I know it's always fascinating to hear how yeah. weather in Oklahoma City is, but truly... That's what happens when you listen to, to geriatrics. <laughs> now listen here, let me tell you about my stools. Yeah. <laughs> It's either going to be the weather, our bowel movements, or our general health. General health. I have, I think it was a great aunt that was semi-famous in the family. She would write these huge, long letters to everyone. This is pre-email, and she wasn't going to type. And uh, she would always detail all of her health maladies. But in this particular one, she was writing about the arthritis in the butt of her hand. And she'd said, I have arthritis in the butt. And then it run out of space on that page and it had to flip over to see of the hand. And everybody enjoyed that immensely. Is that a true? That's a true story. It feels like a family urban legend, if you ask me. No, no. It is for real. Well, all righty then. It's uh, April 22nd, if you don't mind my saying. Well, you've said it already. So whether I mind or not, <laughs> it's been declared. <laughs> it's National Earth Day. Yeah. This is an annual event, I think, going back into the 70s, maybe even 1970 itself. I'm not sure. Um, it's to demonstrate support for envi environmental protection. Mm -hmm. um, I almost got in vinyl metal. That's not it, though. Environmental. Yes. Protection, mm. that is, of the environment. Mm. So, yeah. If this is something you're interested in celebrating, I would encourage you to head over to earthday.org and thrill and the many available opportunities for COVID safe good times. Good. Okay. All right. Now, I feel like you're a little ambivalent about Earth Day. 
Um, it is a day. Yeah, I mean, we don't have enough. We don't have enough tape in the recorder for all the words that I have about things along these lines. I very much respect the environment, though yes. I suspect that what I perceive to be true about that is different than what, say, in a by title environmentalist would. We would yeah. disagree on some things. I'm not saying I'm a denier of whatever. Just calm yourself down. Okay, I'll try to. Well, I'll tell you what will not get you calmed down. It's this next holiday. It's going to get you hyped up. It's going to get you your sugar rush. It's National Jelly Bean Day. Mm. I don't really like jelly beans, but apparently enough people like them. We've got a day for them. They've been around, I believe, since the 1800s. Let's dig into it. Or at least they're precursors. Yes. You can actually eat them by the handful while we're talking about this. Maybe you have some leftover from Easter. Hey, but don't. Don't go eat jelly bellies by the handful. Oh my gosh. Shall I tell the story? You'll have a real situation. When I was in college, this is probably why I don't like jelly beans, if we're being 100% honest. Yes. When I was in college, I worked at a small pharmacy, locally owned pharmacy in our little college town. Amongst all the other things, it was not just a pharmacy, also a gift shop. And the owner had put in bin upon bin of jelly belly jelly beans so that people could come in, scoop up some jelly beans, add them to the gifts they were buying from the gift store. All the flavors. This uh, man that I worked for, whom I had known since I was in high school, when I started working there, first day, he's kind of showing me my duties, showing me around. He's like, here's our jelly beans. You, If you want to grab a handful while yeah. you're at work, that's he fine. He also filled cancer medication bottles with those. And no, cured, that's not true. Don't you he dare. He cured 15 people. <laughs> with jelly bellies. Yes. Um, they are the magic placebo. I took him up on his offer to help myself to the jelly bellies, and I made myself literally absolutely sick of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I haven't touched one since then. It's true, but it didn't stop you from getting me the sampler pack. I did. When you're as a gift, along with the the recipe card for what to mix yes, together to right. have what. I can't believe you remember that. Of course I do. Peanut I, butter and jelly was terrible. Oh, it was very realistic, though. Mm-mm. You don't think It so? had a real plasticky yeah. Well, plastic, taste. of course. I it mean, if, that's, if you eat plastic peanut butter, then it was damn perfect. <laughs> well, the thing about jelly beans is that uh, a confectioner from Boston by the name of William Schraft. Two Fs. Two Fs in that last name, Schraft popularized jelly beans doing so during the Civil War. He encouraged his customers not to just make yourself sick on them in the store. Yeah, no, selling them in five-pound bags, by the way. Oh, really? Hell yeah. He said, don't eat all these yourself. You will get sick. Send them to the Union soldiers. And so people did. And, went, of course, the Union won. Uh, and none of well, them had cancer. Oh, there we go. I guess I need to give jelly beans more respect. Evidently. It wasn't until the 1930s, however, that these delightful sugar pellets <laughs> became associated with the Easter holiday, likely due to their egg-like shape. Now, Ronald Reagan, our nation's 40th president, had a special affinity for jelly beans, so much so that he made sure they were available at his inauguration. Let me interject, because I did not include this in the notes, that at that time, there there was no blue jelly bean. Really? But they needed red, white, and blue, oh, obviously. Dang. right? yeah, of course. And so... Specially made for the first time ever was the blueberry jelly bean. Okay. 
Well, thank you to the late President Reagan for that. Yes. His love affair with jelly beans developed when he used them to help him quit smoking years before. And cured his cancer. Apparently so. All right. Well, raise a jelly bean to the jelly bean today. And if it's your birthday today. How dare you? You took the date from me. It's like the only thing I ever get consistently right. (laughs) (laughs) I only have misspelled it twice by putting the wrong month in. And a couple of times the wrong year. Um, If it's your birthday today, you do. First of all, happy birthday. Indeed. Happy birthday. If you do share it with one of the greatest actors of all time, Jack Nicholson. Been doing it a long time. Yeah, he is got that crazy eye. He does it. He's kind of noted for playing some bizarre characters. My favorite Jack Nicholson role, the one that just is so campy and over the top, I can't help but love it, is when he played the Joker in the, the oh, okay. Batman, okay. the like Michael Keaton back Batman. What is the what is the name of the silly movie he did with Adam Sandler? Anger, Anger management? management. Yeah, he was pretty brilliant in that. Yeah, he was pretty good in that. Yeah, and yep, yep, somebody yep. needed to be because that was a terrible movie. Yeah, it was not good, but he was good. Uh, You also share it with a woman from the monarchy of years past, Queen Isabella, Isabella, not Mm -hmm. Isabella. Right, right. Isabella, the first of Spain. Yes, I believe this was the, somewhere in the 1500s. Okay. Very, uh, very long time ago. Probably, I'm the only one old enough to remember it. Yeah, you're definitely the only one in the category. Yeah. Are we, like, creating a... A vampire lore around you? Or just like you're unstuck from time and space and you like sort of time travel around? Is there really a difference between the two? Well, yeah. One one of those creatures drinks blood. So oh. I need to be aware if we're doing vampire, are we doing time travel? Well, I'm an Irish vampire. <laughs> I drink the What's blood that? of malted barley. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. I'm basically pickled. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for anybody who is an Oklahoman, you may be aware that today is a very special day Question mark. in Oklahoma Yeah, at noon. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you, probably around 1155 at least, to go outside, go to the west side of your house, grab your ankles and stretch because you don't want to pull a hammy you got to be prepared for the land run that's today in history at noon by federal decree settlers were allowed into indian territory which was oklahoma the oklahoma land run (laughs) it's estimated somewhere around fifty thousand people participated just in the one today all of them fighting to claim their piece of roughly 1.9 million acres of land that was up for grabs, yep. often broken into 160-acre plots or segments or hmm. sections, whatever you want to call them. So at noon, cannons, pistols, all the things, they're fired. It's not even, uh, not fired like they lost their job. No, they no, were no, no. They were discharged? Discharged. Okay. That's a um, great word. It is. It's so medically gross. <laughs> this was the, sim- the signal then that the race was on. Yep. Now, since participants were waiting on the boom of the cannon, they were called boomers. The ones who followed the rules. Yes. Not nothing to do with insulting people that were part of the baby boomer generation. Oh no, that would come years different, later. Different boomer. Yeah. Now, not a small number of ass bags snuck over 
hours before, uh -huh. the night before, the day before, and they hid. They scouted out the best pieces of property in their mind, at least. They hid, they waited for the start, and then they jumped out and drove their stake in the ground. Oh, yes. And these a-holes were labeled Sooners. Uh-huh. Which is the source of Oklahoma's nickname, the Sooner State. Such a terrible thing to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Now, fans of college football might be familiar with one school called the University of Oklahoma and their fight song called Boomer Sooner. Yep. Fittingly, while the lyrics celebrate being a cheater, the song itself steals from two other songs. Ah, one I... part coming from Yale University's Bula Bula and another from North Carolina's I'm a Tar Heel Born. I never knew this. Today yeah. I learned. Oh my gosh. Other odds and ends. This land run, having occurred in the year 1889, contributes to the term 89er, which you would see here, the minor league baseball team. Ah, that's right. It's on water towers and other random yes. places, bathroom stall walls for a good time, dial 89. <laughs> Doesn't work. We've all tried it. Um, ultimately, this is referencing anybody who did, in fact, participate that was a veteran of the 89 land run. That's important because, all told... There were seven land runs held in this state. They couldn't even give it away the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth time. It required a seventh to <laughs> dupe the final dumb shits into moving to Oklahoma. I'm just kidding. I don't. Uh, I don't hold that much animosity towards the state. <laughs> Three of our children, over half of our children, were born right here. That's true. Um, yeah, so Land Run Day. Do you remember in 1989, the big celebrations we had in this state? Yes. Do you, Do you in know? fact, let me think about this for a minute. Now, not the same. In 1986, my grade school class, it's like the fifth time I went through grade school, but uh, as my grade school class, we had part of what I didn't know until we'd moved to this new little town that we'd moved to, we participated into the school year in a recreation. Oh. Of, in fact, we would, of course, done it on April 22nd, towards yes. the end of the school year, a recreation of the land run. Everybody came to school dressed up as cowboys or prairie women or both or neither, yeah. whatever. A couple kids just showed up looking like Michael Jackson. But that's, you know, everybody <laughs> their does their choice. own thing. Yeah. Um, had... We learned how to square dance. I had to learn how to play a ukulele because that's obviously very is that a true prairie fact? driven. Yes. Okay. I never heard this story before. It's nothing to do with the prairie. I don't know why they made us learn it, but we learned how to play a couple of of state pride songs mm -hmm. on it. Then we participated in a land run, and five or six other children from the class were pre-selected, taken by one of the teachers to go enact the part of Sooner to hide out and cheat mm. and get their land staked. You were, in fact, reenactors. Well. Land run reenactors. Some were, some were forced participants. Uh -huh. Guess where I fell. Uh -huh. Yes. So, yeah, there's that. <clears throat> All right. Well, you guys, we've got to. We got a little story for you. I don't think it requires buckling. No, up. It's no. quite fun. You could, you could go with no seatbelt. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Obey your local traffic laws, okay? Well, I hope nobody listens to this while driving. I feel like we oh, have I think a lot of warnings do. about that. Heavy machinery, cars, antihistamines. Yes. In 1981, Charles Virgil 
was a janitor at the First National Bank of Arizona. Yes. A little before seven o'clock in the morning, he was sitting in his pickup truck in the parking lot of the bank, just waiting for the bank manager to arrive, doing his thing. A white telephone company truck pulled up right beside him. Two masked men jumped out, pressed a gun to his head, and abducted him. Charles was just trying to go to work. Yeah, full disclosure, it wasn't that easy. Yeah. There was a little bit of wrestling, and he did kick one of them in the chest. Good. But as soon as he felt the gun on his temple, he's like, I'm cool, bro. All right. Well, he was tied, gagged, placed into the van, and told, if this doesn't go down right, you'll be the first one to be killed. And he's like, damn it, why did I come to work today? Right. I'm just here to scrub other people's pee. I'm not dying. I wasn't trying to be a kidnapping victim when I woke up. Right. We're on 720. The bank's manager, John Granger Jr., also known as Bud. That doesn't make sense, but it's fine. Hey, everybody, it's like, hey, come here, Bud, and then it sticks. Yep, that's true. Get out from in front of the TV, Bud. That's what his dad said a whole bunch. (laughs) And then he just started going by Bud. Just went to Bud. Well, he arrives for work, again, around 720. As he's turning off the, the outside alarm to enter the building, same van, speeds towards the door. Gunman jumps out. They subdue him. They reportedly refer to him from that point forward as old bald-headed Bud. Well, that's not very it's kind. really insulting. Quite savage. Why, you already got him captive. Why right. you gotta, why you got to point out the obvious. <laughs> um, well, they told old, old bald-headed Bud that if... They didn't cooperate. If he and Virgil didn't cooperate, that not only would they be killed, but that they had other gunmen surveilling Bud's wife and children. Oh. That they, too, would be killed. Well, that'll always get people to uh, cooperate. Indeed. Well, of the four robbers, three of them forced Bud and Virgil into the bank, making them open a vault. The fourth one stayed in the van. This particular bank stored the cash receipts from 27 other First National branches in Tucson. That's it. Mm. I don't know how big of a city Tucson is. That feels excessive. Well, listen, Tucson's known for its cash receipts. Apparently so. And it was 1981. Everyone had to deal with cash and checks. There wasn't even such a thing as a debit card yet. No. That you was years away. had cash, credit card, traveler's checks. But by golly, you probably had cash. Yes. Over the course... <clears throat> of about the next 20 minutes, the gunman stuffed bags full of the cash, and there was plenty of it. They loaded the van, then fled, leaving Bud and Virgil unharmed. Thank goodness. At the time, this was the largest cash haul from a bank heist in our nation's history. $3.3 million. Dang. Well, Yeah. In fact, as many as 30 FBI agents around the nation were involved in the investigation that followed. But justice, if found at all, was not good, was not meant to be found quickly. It's Indeed. Not, not going to be quick justice in, in this case. Indeed. The gang of thieves, referred to by the FBI as the boys, are believed to have conducted a series of heists. Banks, supermarkets, jewelry stores... This spanning two decades, Mm -hmm. ultimately getting away with at least 12 million, perhaps quite a bit more. Now, while members of the gang did pay the price for some of their robberies, the First National Bank heist was not one of them. It only took the jury 10 minutes and a single vote to rule in their favor. Oh, my. 
In their many, and there were many, illegal endeavors, the boys were meticulous. They had an INTJ planning out these heists. Well, and when you got a nickname like the boys, Mm -hmm. you, you don't mess around. That's right. They rarely left behind even a trace of evidence. And further, they were very careful to never actually hurt anyone. It was not uncommon for them to say please and thank you during these holdups. The ringleader, David Grandstaff, was quoted as saying, being a good armed robber was no different from being a good Avon sales lady. Matriarchy was behind it all. That's right. Plainly. The matriarchy and the INTJs. Now, I'm the kind of nerd... I did go read through court documents of course on you this. Did. Now, I didn't sit and study them. Yeah. It was a it was a really quick skim and scan over a lot of stuff. Um, I'll get back to that shortly. Um, of this Tucson Bank depository that they'd robbed, David, the leader, had said, quote, it was one of those mythical places, the bank robber community, like they all sit around a cookout. Right, right, right. Um, had never been sure existed. Mm. A kind of warehouse for money, stacks and stacks of it, in an unmarked building with very little security. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. Well, by the time the robbers were arrested, they had interestingly become folk heroes. Despite one of them agreeing to testify against the other two, the jury turned out to be sympathetic. They ultimately voted to acquit without even actually discussing the case. Some reporters attribute this to the jurors' dislike for those FBI freaking agents. Yep. The feds. The FBI. Yep. Who appear, certainly appear to have broken the law themselves just in order to make the case. And that's where a lot of the court document stuff was at least mildly intriguing to breeze through and see... Man, there were there were a lot of disputes over what evidence could be allowed, what shouldn't be allowed because of the nature of how everything occurred. They were so frustrated over the course of decades with the inability to pin these guys down because of their acumen, their skill. Yep. That uh, they're like, well, fine, we'll we'll just do it for them. Uh huh. Yeah, can't do that. Mm-mm. Well, Grandstaff ultimately did serve eight years in prison. Yeah. But it was not for this heist. It was for interstate transportation of stolen goods from a prior jewelry heist, which also was in excess of a million, I believe. These guys were good at their thing. Indeed. Well, he got out of jail in 1989, and rather than at least, he's never been caught since, but rather than obviously returning to his trade, he became a painter working in Des Moines, Iowa. Well, there you go. Ironically, some of his painting jobs... Mm -hmm. Have been in bank vaults. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that a coincidence or did he get even better and we just never even knew to look for him again? That may very I like to believe that's the case. I, I think it probably is. All right. Couple of trendings. Okay. If you are a fan of the iPhone, and if you're not, you're a liar. You are, you just don't want to admit it. Oh dear. All of you Android liars. Uh-huh. Now, I understand some people have no taste. If you're not a fan of the iPhone, then skip ahead about 20 seconds. If you are a fan of the iPhone, and if you are a fan of the color purple... You know I am. Hold on to your knickers. Okay. Because the stars have aligned in Mm. your favor. Yep. Friday of this week, the purple iPhone 12 will be available for pre-order, fully available 
on April 30th. Okay. Purple, you say? And it's a damn good looking purple. Okay. I would own it. It's not like Grimace purple? I don't know. I gotta look. Apple came out with a bunch of announcements yesterday. I yeah, yeah. missed them. I do know they announced a bunch of changes their, to the podcast back in. What do they call their their spring thing? They call it the spring thing. The spring thing. Yeah. They throw some funk on it. They like, call it the Apple Spring thing. Yeah. Hey, anybody want to see my apples? Is that what they're... <laughs> no. Guy with a trench coat? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look this up immediately after we record because I'm interested in the purple. Although I'm very quite happy with my iPhone 11. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. I don't know that I need to upgrade just because I like color. How dare you? You are not a good consumerist if you don't no, just that's true. willy-nilly upgrade over a color. You're right. Okay, trending number two, a legendary burlesque performer by the name of Tempest Storm has died. She died at the age of 93. This woman has quite a resume, so uh, here we go. She once dated Elvis Presley, but you guys, that's not even the half of it. <clears throat> She had her 44 double D breasts insured for a million dollars. Lloyds of London, thanks. Yeah, thank you for insuring body parts because you can, somebody else had something. There have been multiple professional athletes okay. who, who've done, yeah. not their breasts yeah. per se, but uh, heard of knees, yeah. different things, yeah. Okay, well, she put on those burlesque shows well into her 80s. She, of course, was a Vegas legend, and she was dubbed the queen of erotic dancers. Yes. Quite the title to bear. Over the years, she boasted many famous friends, including Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, and Marilyn Monroe. Beyond her short romance with Elvis, she claims to have had an affair with John F. Kennedy, to which I ask, mm-hmm. who hasn't? You know what well, I mean? I did back, mm-hmm. back in the well, day. there we go. Just put She's your name on the list. not as skilled as one might hope. Okay. In a 2014 interview, Storm attributed her success to knowing how to be classy and sexy at the same time. Can't do one without the other. It's that combo. That's what leads you to success in the industry of burlesque. I would guess that that's probably a combo that works in many industries. Mm, Yes. Well, she was born in Georgia, the daughter of a sharecropper. She left school in the seventh grade. She loved school? She left school. Left school. There's a difference. Left school in seventh grade, had two failed marriages by the age of 16. Busy. 
So again, we're talking about many decades ago in the South, but it was at that point that she set out for LA hoping to become an actress. While working as a cocktail waitress, she was discovered by a stage manager and quickly became the highest paid dancer in the country. By the age of 28, Ms. Tempest Storm was making over $100,000 a year. Probably equivalency of between three and 400000 now. Dang. She'd even performed at New York City's Carnegie Hall. Now, before she passed away, Storm said, I've never smoked, drank, or taken drugs. That's why I've lasted in this business so long. Well into her 80s, mm-hmm. she was still mm-hmm. doing shows. Yep. I would like to raise a glass to her, even though she never did she her would, own Yeah, life. she couldn't toast you back. Yes. But, uh, anyway. All right. Let's whirl a little. Watch, read, listen, life style. Okay. Um, I'm still up to my actual literal eyeballs in this behind-the-scenes project for Sort of Awesome that will touch everyone. Mm-hmm. So I haven't watched a lot. However, I am challenging me and you over the weekend. It's Thursday as the people listen. We have the weekend sprawling ahead of us. Yes. We have got to watch that Netflix documentary, This is a Robbery. Yes. Thank you. We will. We've seen it. We know it's there. Netflix, because we watched the, accidentally watched a few seconds of the preview, Mm -hmm. Netflix assumes we've seen it six times already. That's how they work their ranking system. Yes, clearly. Uh, But we really, we've talked about this robbery at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum before. We knew this was coming out. I can't believe we haven't watched it yet. So this is a challenge to us to watch it. And you. What else are you going to do? Yeah. Exactly. Go watch reruns of Lost. All in the Family. I don't know. Yep. Okay. People even remember that show? How about old Charlie Chapman films? <laughs> All right. I have something that covers the next two categories. Actually, the prior one as well. That's true. Um, Wayne Dyer, the late Wayne Dyer, was a sort of spiritual teacher mm-hmm. for over decades, starting in the 70s, I believe. He was a writer and author. Maybe before speaker. that. His first book was in the 70s. Yeah. Maybe even in 1970. That's twice I've said that today. Something's happening. Yeah. You are unstuck from time and space, aren't Evidently, you? although somehow I'm anchored to 1970. <laughs> Well, one of his many books that he wrote in his lifetime is called The Power of Intention. I have been listening to some different Wayne Dyer talks on YouTube. So today YouTube was like, could we interest you in the complete Wayne Dyer book, audio book, The Power of Intention? So as I've been working, I've been listening to this. And I I find not only the content of his material to be very inspiring and thought-provoking, but just his voice, his mannerism, it's very comforting to me. There are some people, we've discussed this ad nauseum between ourselves in the past, there are some people who are so filled with love, true love, not I love you if you're writing me a check, not bullshit, but just truly loving, caring people. And it's not a big percentage, but there's this little niche of humanity Uh that is so filled with love, that just the sound of their voice, Mm -hmm. even seeing that person from a distance, you feel your spirit lifted. And he just really has this unique quality within his voice. Um, Based on that and of the several things now that we've heard of him, I think he had to have been a pretty remarkable person to have had as an acquaintance or friend. I would agree with that. I sure would. 
So anyway, I found that. I started listening to it today. I look forward to, to diving into it. Yeah, I've been listening to some of his stuff off and on for the last few weeks as well. Mm. Um, listen. That was my listen. To Meg's thing, because I don't have anything. I have not listened. Actually, I have been listening. Um, I have. It's not a good enough playlist to share. Oh, okay. What? You already did? No, you started building it. No, no, no. Oh. This, we will. We're, okay. we're going to build a playlist because we like to drive the Jeep yep. for evening drives as environmentally irresponsible as it is. And hey, we'll probably drive it today just to crap in the face of environmental day or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, my Lord. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we, we like taking drives together in the Jeep. It's pretty awesome yeah. in warm enough weather to have the, the top open, all the things. And Meg stumbled around in Spotify and found a playlist that I'd made back in January of 19. Now I can't share it. It's inundated as most of the playlists that I make are with a combination of stuff. That's actually really pretty awesome as well as just whatever has been front of mind in the moment. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a German Mm -hmm. group band. It's two dudes, Mm -hmm. very talented, um, Milky Chance yep. of all wonderful names. Milky yes. Chance. And so there's like a crap ton of stuff from them on there. And they're not that good to deserve that much of the playlist. Otherwise, I'd share it. But it did whet our appetite for many of the other songs on there to say, yeah, we need to we need to reformulate for a good Jeep drive and soundtrack. And so that's in the works. Yes. So, and you have started it? No. Oh, you're just saying you've been listening to that again. Well, that's what I listen. That's what I've been listening to for about the last week since you rediscovered it. Every yeah. time I go to pick up a kid or go rob the banks in Tucson. <laughs> and speaking of picking up kids, Daisy is so enamored of this playlist that she requests it. Yes, she does, it, and even put it on her Spotify. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, she even texted me, and that's like a rare event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's on her phone all day, but rarely texting us. Right. Now, she always addresses me as, hey, you old bastard. (laughs) And I don't understand that, but it is what it is. No, it's more like, hey, daddy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Always with the up kick at the end. Yeah. Daddy. Yep. I'm like, whatever you wanted, you can have it. (laughs) I do have a sin of the day. I should have re-upped it before I came down here because. It's lifestyle, by the way. Yes. It's pretty well faded. Yeah, I don't smell much. There's not Geraniums. much left. No, this is the... Geraniums gen- and a Mexican apple cart. No, neither. This is from Firebird Perfumes. It's called Ginger Bourbon. This is the one ginger I was wearing really the other day. It is like super fresh ginger when you first put it on, but it has dried down into... It's quite faded out. I can't smell your bourbon over mine. Yeah, so. Well, there we go. The notes are spicy ginger. And truly, when you first put this on, it is like rubbing fresh ginger right on your eyes. wrist. In your eyes. It's vicious. Spicy ginger, wet tobacco leaf, rich woods, lime peel, and vanilla. I thought oak. you were going to say lima bean. Because of all the, <laughs> the bean conversations that yes. we've recently had in the Facebook group. No, I've not found a good lima bean scented perfume yet. But I've been enjoying this. It, I, I Again, I probably should have refreshed it around lunchtime because it has faded out. But um, this came in a sample pack that I mm-hmm. uh, bought from... There's a... Uh, eBay user Roxor Z 799 <laughs> Might as well have been. It was on Reddit. 
Um, there's a subreddit for people who like to sell their indie stuff, whether it's perfumes or makeups or nail polishes, whatever. So anyway, I was deliberating this list that she had for mm -hmm. sale. This ginger bourbon was on the list, but, and I, there was others, I ended up picking up others and I was just about to get this ginger bourbon. I was like, no, I got it. I got to cull the list a little bit. I have so many perfume samples. I need to be reasonable. So I took ginger bourbon off the list. Well, she packs up my order, sends it to me as many people in the, uh, indie community do. She threw in a free sample from her stash. It was the ginger bourbon. I, I wanted it so bad, but I talked myself out of it. It's like took you it off my list. created it. It's like I manifested it to yeah. me. So for that reason alone, I have such affinity for this one. Plus, it is just a really great ginger, limey, gingery. Do you want something spicy for summer? It's a really great one. Here's a rando that you made me think of. Okay. Do you recall that I was instrumental in the development of a men's scent? I recall this, but please do tell the story. So... You would not know this by looking at me now, but decades ago, decade-ish, decade plus ago, I was a very avid member of a wet shaving forum, mm -hmm. which is nothing sexy. Don't go the wrong direction with this. Mm -hmm. It was about face men face shaving with more traditional utensils, products, soaps and brushes, and then, of course, that spanned into aftershaves and colognes and blah, blah, blah. Um, group started tiny. There were, there were less than 100 people in it when I got in, and it has since gone, what some people might say, apey? Apey. Big? Yep. It did not go home. It went big instead. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, um, as we began to grow over time. And I did serve there as a moderator. Oh, yes. I'm still a moderator emeritus, though I have not logged on in over five years. Of course. Um, we had vendors, creators as well, yeah. uh, uh, artisans yes. is the better term, that would come along, find our group and be like, hey, mm -hmm. buy my shit. Right. And one of them was a lady who'd, who just loved tinkering with essential oils and soaps and different things. And she'd worked with somebody else in the group that somebody else had discovered her or she, them or something. And they'd worked to make, to try to make a shave soap, which is a hell of a lot harder than just a regular soap. Yes. And I, I don't recall that ever turning into a, a meaningful outcome, but I, I got in touch with her because I'd had a, I'd had a Bay rum yes. cologne that I really liked that had, Lime in it as well, which is a beautiful combination. Mm -hmm. But literally within 10 minutes of putting it on, the lime was 100% gone. Mm. You had the bay rum for the rest of the time. And we worked probably about three months back and forthing on that. Of course, just as a, a clone and then also trying to trying to put it into a shaving cream, which that part, the shaving cream portion was never great. But I was involved in it and we did create a final product and she sold it for Three or four years, she did end up passing away, and so it's no longer available. Sorry for everyone out there, I guess. But yeah, I did that, and and I only bring that up because as you become more and more mm, educated, I guess, yeah, for lack of a better term, within the field of sense mm -hmm. and things that you like and all of that, when you get to the point where you're like, you know, I kind of know what I like, and I know things by name and all of that, but I'm not finding this particular thing I'd like. Hey, reach out to 
yes. one of these artists and crafters, you'd be surprised how willing they might be to right. work with you to make a thing. In fact, a number of the small independent perfume houses offer a custom mm -hmm. blend. You kind of go back and forth, have a conversation. I like this, not so much that, and develop a scent, which is amazing. Yeah. Hee hee. Yeah. Well, last, I don't know if this is lifestyle or if this is a business meeting now. Oh, okay. Or what? Yes. What Should I put it? on my business clothes? Um, These are my business clothes. It depends clothes. what business you're in. If you're in the business of burlesque, it <laughs> looks like you need to take off some other clothes to be in your business oh clothes. Goodness, yes. Which I'm always a fan of. Yeah. Now, a good while back, we talked several weeks ago, we talked about, hey, some things happening to this show. And we did make some changes, though they probably haven't been recognizable. And that was kind of the goal. Right. We weren't looking to completely uh, remake the wheel, as mm -hmm. it were. Mm -hmm. But we went in and, and we really started to get a lot more critical towards uh, material that gets included. And then ultimately just in ways to make sure that you get, you get plenty of bullshit from every other source of media in your life. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want to slip into just being another source of semi-negative news and information and stuff. So we've, we've, yeah, we've actually done quite a bit though. Hopefully, hopefully it wasn't too noticeable other than that. You just didn't feel depressed at the end of an episode, <laughs> but that wasn't the end right? of what we were doing. That was just kind of the first leg of where we were going with things. We've talked a lot. We've looked a lot. We've done a lot of work. Um, and I'll use the word lot, a lot, a lot more times. Um, we did a lot of, of looking around to saying what makes sense for everything involved for this parent company mm. that this little show is nestled under. And That's right. All of that. And it's looking like sometime maybe as early as next week, and I know this is short notice, but there or the following week, this show is going to change. This show is going to be pulled more deeply under the protective wing of the Mama channel. <laughs> yes. And this will be, there will cease to be a separate Awesome Today. This will be one to two episodes a week, probably a Monday, Wednesday type setup um, within the main channel so that the main show now has three episodes weekly. Um, for the time being, much to everyone's chagrin, it will continue to involve me. It may or may not in the future. We'll see. I will always be present as a silent or loud producer, mm -hmm. depending on how I feel in the moment. Yes. But it could, it could certainly evolve to other people coming around as well. Yeah. Um, but that's that's going to be happening, and it's probably, it's most likely also going to be a very quick divergence from anything in the video format. Right. Um, that, a lot of, so much of everything that we've done for the last, now what, 180 plus? Yeah. Actually, with all things told, over 200 episodes mm -hmm. that we've done here in a less than a year's time. So much of this has been, hey, let's, let's have fun, but let's do this in a fashion to really dig around, investigate, test some things out. Let's see, let's see how easy we can make creating a lot more content for your show. Right. This was never about me and 
trying to establish a presence, all of that. This has been for the main show. Yeah. And, man, we've learned a lot. Yes. Had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We'll continue to. Um, so nobody nobody shed a tear. Nobody party and celebrate too quickly. Yes. Um, yeah. But things are going to be changing and probably only announced within the Facebook groups. If you're not a member of any of them yet, you should be at least one. Yeah. Um, I would assume, at least for the time being, there's no intention to run off the Awesome Today Facebook group. I don't think so. That feels like... So, so you have the main group, which is just everybody yeah. available to talk. You have the superstars group, mm-hmm. which is kind of a more limited and a little bit more intimate private conversation. And then the the Awesome Today Facebook group, I feel like, is where people have cast aside all yes all inhibitions. Inhibitions. Uh, there's basically been burlesque dancing going on. Oh yes. So that will stay around at least until. People stop participating if they choose to. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. Just just enjoying some, uh, growing into some new things. Yes. Very much. Lots what, of, what do you think about it? I'm excited. Uh, this all started with me saying, you know, I might like to do a little, a little producing over here. And you encouraging and supporting that for me doing the Monday shows. And then I've been having so much fun with that. It feels like the next right thing for us to do. It was literally an effort of me leaping out to do things wrong for long enough that you'd come in and say, "Hey, I, I think I could do that." <laughs> That's not true. It is a little. It is a little it true. No. It is a little true. Again, none of this was because I wanted to run a podcast. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. So fun times. There will be some interesting things coming up and. With a reduced number of episodes, you might be more greatly assured that each episode could, in fact, contain better content yeah. than they have in the past. So, right. here we go. Yep. So, marinate on that over the weekend. Who knows what could happen next week? In the meantime, have an awesome freaking today, mm. would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. I sometimes wish I had a body part that an insurance company would value at $1 million. I'm not saying I would cash in, but I'm not saying I wouldn't. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.